Um, I witnessed a case in court where a lawyer failed to claim a certain relief in his pleading, and as a result, the client lost out on that relief. So you have to be diligent, you have to cover the field. Welcome to the Fit and Proper Podcast by DigiLaw, your host, Kemi Ubi. Hello, you're welcome to another episode of the Fit and Proper Podcast. I am your host, Kemi Ubi, and with me today is Ogochuko Scholastica Akaize, and we are going to be talking about pleadings. So I'm just going to do a brief introduction on um, Ogochuko. She finished from the University of Ibadan. Then she went on to the Nigerian Law School, Yola Campus, finished the first class, and presently she's a trainee associate at Petchstone at Grace. Hello, Gochuku, how are you doing? Hello, I'm fine, thank you. Okay. Um, Gochuku, can you just like briefly tell us about yourself, just a bit? Well, I think you've covered the basics. Um, I'm a lawyer practicing in Abuja, Nigeria. I, um, I have interest in corporate law tax law, energy law, basically. Mm-hmm. And um, I like working with small businesses, helping them to set up their businesses and also their compliance issues and all. So mm-hmm. I think that covers it. Yeah, that's really cool. Okay, so today we're going to be talking about pleading. So um, let's just start. So what is pleading? Um, what are the functions of pleading in civil litigation? Okay, pleadings are statements of fact in a civil dispute commenced with a writ of summons. So, if you have any civil dispute commenced with a writ of summons, the way you put your facts forward in court is via pleadings. So, it's basically a way of telling your own side of the story. If you're the claimant, you tell your own side of the story, your um, reliefs, the reliefs you're seeking, why you think you deserve the relief how the defendant wronged you and all that. If you're the defendant, you put up a defense for yourself through pleadings. And the functions of pleadings are basically to pleading serve as a notice to the other party. You're basically telling the other party what you're coming to court to do. So the party is not taking on ours. So pleadings also serve as records before the court. Mm-hmm. Um, you can raise the principle of res judicata, that is, the case has already been decided via the pleadings, because if you come to court and you're contesting um, the validity of a contract, for instance, you cannot come to court, and the court gives a judgment, you cannot bring another action contesting the validity of that same contract. The other party would raise the principle of res judicata. So the pleading serves as a record before the court. And pleadings serve as a guide to parties in a dispute. So basically tells the party what to prepare for next, what action to take. For instance, if you um, file a statement of claim, the other party knows that, oh, since this person filed a statement of claim, I'm supposed to put up a defense. But the other party knows that they're filing a statement of defense. It tells the courts what the parties are coming to do. So the judge is not taking on our words. From your pleadings, the judge can do that, okay, this is a case of um, breach of contract and all that. So that covers the basics. Okay. Um, so, um, can you walk me through the process of um, drafting a pleading? Like, what are the contents of a pleading? 
Okay, the contents of the pleading are basically the formal parts of the pleading, like the heading of the court. You can, if, if the matter is going to be instituted in the High Court of Lagos, you can you would be able to determine that from the pleading. Okay. So when drafting your pleading, you start with the courts, then it's followed closely by the suit number. The suit number is how the parties can track the case and all that with the registry and court. So you have to the suit number. Then the parties, who are you suing or who is being sued? So you have to state the parties um, in the pleading. Then the title of the pleading is a statement of claim. You put, or you put statement of claims, a statement of defense. You indicate that it's a statement of defense. If it is a counterclaim with a statement of defense, you put statement of defense and counterclaim. If it's a reply, you indicate that it's a reply. Then the body of the pleadings, you have the introductory paragraphs. And the introductory paragraphs you basically describe for the statement of claim now, you describe what who the parties are, basically. That defendant is um, maybe a company registered in Nigeria with RC number and all that details. Then you also describe who the um, claimant is. Then you talk about what brought about the case in the body of the claim in a logical manner. For instance, if you're um, contesting the validity of a contract, you cannot tell the court that the contract entered into between the claimant and defendant to excess date is invalid, then you now proceed to start giving details. Though you draft it in a logical manner, then you always end with a date and signature of the parties, then address for service. Then, um, apart from the form, there are some things you should note that you plead facts, you don't plead law, and you should plead things that ought to be specifically pleaded, like damages. If you're claiming special damages, you have to plead them specifically. And the thoughts of libel, slander, there are, some, there are so many, I don't think I, I would list them, but in the rules of the course, you'll find some things that must be specifically pleaded. So if you are, you need, or if the issue is centered around any of these things, you have to plead them specifically. So that's basically how to draft the pleading. Mm. Okay. All right. So, can you explain um, the filings and service of pleadings? Okay. For filing and service of pleadings, like I said, pleadings are how you institute matters in court. So, filing pleadings is basically exchanging pleadings between parties. Okay. To file your pleading, the first party to file is normally the statement, and it files the statement of claim along with the writ of summons and other front-loaded documents. The front-loaded documents are the um, list and copies of documents to be relied upon, the list of witnesses, the witnesses' written statement on oath. Then if it is in Abuja, you have um, pre-action counseling certificate. If it is in Lagos, you have um, pre-action protocol form 01. And the claimant files all those things. Then the defendant is to respond within 21 days in Abuja and 42 days in Lagos with a statement of defense if he is contesting the suit. If you're not contesting the suit, you don't need to respond with any statement of defense. If you're contesting the suit, you respond with a statement of defense within 42 days. Oh, okay. And if the claimant sees that the defendant raised any new issues in the statement of defense, he can file a reply. So a reply is not um, 
it's not filed as a matter of course. It's only filed when the defendant raises new issues in the statement of defense. If the claimant files a reply, the pleadings is deemed to be closed. Yeah, I think so. Pleadings is deemed to be closed 14 days after the reply is filed. Um, so, like, are there types of pleadings? Can there be, like, different types of pleadings? Yeah, there are types of pleadings. I think there are basically five types of pleadings. A statement of claim, statement of defense, reply, counterclaim, set of then further and better affidavits. Oh, okay. Uh, so, can you, like, briefly talk about each and every one of them? What differentiates them? The statement of claim is basically the claimant's claim, what the claimant says happens to him that is making him come to court, basically, put it in a simple manner. What the statement of defense is normally a reply to the statement of claim. Then a counterclaim is a claim against the claimant. So if the defendant has other issues that he also wants to claim against the defend um, against the claimant, he files a statement of defense and counterclaim. Okay. Now, if the defendant, if the claim is for a monetary compensation, for instance, and the claimant owes the defendant, it says, let's say the claimant is suing the defendant for five million, and the claimant owes the defendant five million, so the defendant will file a statement of claim and set off. So the set off is basically telling the court that oh, claimant owes me five million already. So we you can just off. take yeah. the five million naira from there, basically. Then a reply is normally filed by the claimant if the defendant raises new issues in the statement of defense. Then further and better affidavits are filed when there are vague or evasive terms, or if the um, claimant has already filed the statement of claim. And he wants to add additional terms, so he just files further and better affidavits. Or if he wants to clarify some things, he also files further and better. All right. So can can a pleading be amended? And if yeah, yeah okay, you said yes. So if it can be amended, what's the procedure for amendment of a pleading? Okay, a pleading can be amended, but there are some guidelines. First of all, you cannot just amend a pleading, except if the, the reason for the amendment is how like it is now concrete. So there are instances when the court will allow you to amend, and there are instances when the court will say you cannot amend. Mm. For instance, if um, the pleading, if you want to amend because the real issues, you feel like the real issues will not be decided upon if you don't amend. Or you feel like, oh, the controversies will be settled. Or if you want to introduce a relief that you've already provided evidence for. Okay. Or you want to correct mistakes like names, parties, and all that. You can file for amendments. But if you want to amend in such a way that the case would be completely changed. Let's say you are suing for defamation. And now you want to amend it, and the effect of the amendment would be that you are now suing for, let's say, battery, battery or assault. The court will not allow that. Uh, or, difference. Yeah, or if it will necessitate hearing a fresh or new evidence, evidence that has not been introduced already, 
because you front load your evidence the things you would rely upon so if it's necessary introducing new evidence the court will be reluctant to amend if the amendment is immaterial like doesn't change anything or if it is statute bad so hmm. now when can you amend you can only amend any time before the court um, close of either case management conference or pretrial conference in Abuja, case management conference in Lagos or pretrial conference in Abuja. So you can amend any time. You can amend 10 times before the close of um, case management conference or pretrial conference. But you cannot amend more than twice during trial. Mm. So you literally have to use your amendments wisely. You can amend more than twice during trial, but you can amend as much as you can before the case management conference and the trial conference. So that's another thing. Then for the mode of procedure of amendment, you can amend orally if it is a minor error. Like, okay, you are supposed to spell um, federal government and then you spelled federal without E-R-A-L. You can just make an oral application to the court that you want to amend some minor um, and if the other party does not object, then you're free to amend. Mm. Then you can amend by bringing an application. So you bring an application by motion on notice, because you have to put the other party on notice, tell them that, oh, you want to amend so-so-so part of the pleading, accompanied with the amendment, the proposed amendment will be attached as an exhibit, then all the other things that normally um, accompany your motion or notice, written address and affidavit. So you file that before the court. And if the court grants you, then you rectify all documents and serve the other party. So that's how you amend. So um, this raises like a question. So what if you wanted to um, make an amendment and one party refuses or one party objects? Yeah, it's an application. So it's going to be heard. You move your motion and the other party has the right to reply. If the other party objects and it gives good reason to the court, the court can say you can't you would not be able to issue the court can deny you your application for amendments. Okay. All right. So what are the um, ethical issues or professional responsibility that arises from drafting pleadings? Okay. Um as a lawyer you should be very, very, very diligent. Um, I witnessed a case in court where a lawyer failed to claim a certain relief in his pleadings, and as a result, the client lost that on that relief. So you have to be diligent. You have to cover the field. Anything that should be specifically pleaded, make sure you include it, and make sure there are no errors so that you don't have issues like you have objecting to your amendments. Then obey all the rules of court when you're drafting, filing your processes. If the law says within 21 days, make sure you do it within 21 days. If the law says within 42 days, do it within 42 days. And don't bring up frivolous pleadings, pleadings that will go to no issue. You just want to waste time of court and the other parties. And prepare your witnesses. Make sure you interview them properly and don't mislead the court. Don't insult or harass the other party. And don't plead facts that are not true. So that's oh, okay. All right. So, um, is there anything else for the purpose of bar exams, especially for our uh, audience who are presently in the Nigerian law school? Like, okay. is there anything they should know or take note of in preparation for bar exams as regards pleadings? Okay. Um, basically, 
a writ of summons is not a pleading. I think that comes out in OBJ questions. You should know that. And if a party brings a motion for extension of time to file a pleading, instead of you to object, you could just ask for costs. And um, the effect of a statement of claim and a pleading, a statement of claim supersedes a writ of summons because a statement of claim is the pleading. So if you claim reliefs in your writ of summons and you don't include them in your, plea, in your statement of claim, you would lose out on those reliefs. Mm. But if you don't claim certain reliefs in your writ of summons and you include them in your statement of claim, the court will still grant you those reliefs because the statement of claim supersedes the pleading. I guess you've got that. I think these are things you need to take note of to our audience. You need to take note of this for um, your bar exams. Thank you very much, Ogochuku, for joining us today. It's been a pleasure. You're welcome. Yeah. So, and to our wonderful listeners, as always, you guys are amazing. We discussed pleadings because um, you requested that this is what you wanted to learn using our feedback forms. So we'd love to discuss more topics that you find challenging. So please fill the feedback forms whenever you see it online. If you have questions and suggestions, you can send them to us using our social media platforms on Twitter and Instagram. We are at DigilawNG. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Till we meet again, I mean your host, Kayukem Ubi. Goodbye. And that's all for today's episode of the Fit and Proper Podcast, a Digilaw production. For more about Digilaw, you can check out our website at www.digilaw.com.ng. Follow us on social media. On LinkedIn, we are at DGL Africa. On Twitter and Instagram, we are at DigilawNG.